Hey guys, my name's Scott Bowling. I have a YouTube show called Good Company with Bowling. What's up? This is Clint Lowry from Seven Dust. Hey, what's up? This is Sonny Mayo. Hey, Ricky Rackman. And you're watching Good Company with Scott Bowling. I've interviewed bands like Limp Bizkit, Fozzie, Seven Dust, Corn. I've had Chris Farley's brother, Tom Farley, on the show. My show is kind of like the modern day Wayne's World. If you love a good interview, a good rock interview, or just any kind of interview, please, if you get a chance, check out my show, Good Company with both. That is Tesla with getting better. It's getting better every day. And that one goes out to Chris Thompson. Yeah. Congrats, Chris. Nice common song. Good pick. <laughs> nice common song. Yeah. What was love song not available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always like some good Tesla, but uh, from, from the rumors, at least what you've said, uh, Tesla may not be long for the world. That's what it sounds like. Sounds like, uh, sounds like they may be uh, wrapping it up. That's, that's what that was. Well, that's the impression I got from Frank Hannon. When I was talking with Frank Hannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, uh, Troy Lakata leaving the band, uh, about a year ago already. Yeah. Uh, with no explanation. It was like a Scott Rockenfeld situation. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, I'm just stepping away from the band for a little bit, yeah. never to return. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just like leaving and never, you know. Then we just don't talk about them anymore. Well, there's a new guy now. Yeah. Do we even know who the guy is in Tesla? I, I don't know, but but then again, uh, Troy shows up playing drums for um for uh, what what what's our, I always forget those guys' name. Double guy Death that, Patrol. I don't know the guys over there in uh, New Jersey. Pete. Uh, what the hell? They they had the song Rockin' Horse and they Rockin' Horse. Yeah, you know that. Um Troy Petta Bands. He let's see. Uh da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't see that list. I don't see any other bands listed. No, he just sort of like filled in for drumming over there. He he what the hell is the name of that band? I don't know. Uh Rockin' horse, yeah. Trickster, yeah. Trickster. They, he's he sat in with Trickster. Did he? Okay. Yeah. They, they he played like a couple live shows with them. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. So just kind of filling in. It's like uh, you, you're not playing drums with Tesla, but you're filling in for Trickster. Well, I don't want to work real hard, but I do got to make a check every now and again. <laughs> so it's just like, so what's up with that? Mm, I then, don't know. And then, uh, you know, when we had, uh, Tommy Skio on the show so many years ago, when he did the whole takeover and he did that freak bucket record, right. Freak and, bucket. and he, and he had the, um, song, the circus. Yeah. 
and it was about uh, Brian Wheat. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, I guess uh, Tesla played a show or something in Florida had some at one of these festival things. And I mm-hmm. guess Bobby Skio's band was there and where it was a, it was either a, a festival. It was, a cru- it was the cruise. It, it was, was Monsters Cruise, Monsters yeah. Rock Cruise. And then Eddie Trunk was able to get Brian Weed and, and Tommy Skio to sit and chat, you know, during the interview together. Well, he's the savior of all bands, so why wouldn't he be able to? Exactly. exactly. So, so I guess, and then of course, when you when you spoke with Tommy Skio, that's right. When I chatted with Tommy, my good friend Tommy, he, he uh, indicated that he didn't remember that time. Right, he was still pretty pretty messed up. <laughs> well, he definitely was doing a lot of substances. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, man. What a shame. I, I love that band. I, I've seen them many times, hung out with them numerous times over the years, but, yeah. uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff's vocals, he just, his, you know, after his years of pounding shit up his nose, it kind of ruined his vocals. Yeah. Dude, at some point, all these bands should just quit. I know it's money, but man, you know, there's nothing that says you got to do it until everybody dies in the band. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that to me is the biggest injustice these bands do to their legacy is they keep going long after it's over. Not to Tesla. I mean, Tesla still sounds okay most times, but, but you know, would I be upset if they disappeared? No. Well, when, when did you see Tesla last? It's been a minute. Um, I, I saw, I saw red rain open for them. I think the last time I saw him was like four years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. the last time I saw Tesla was like four years ago. It's been about that for me too, four or five years. I think me and Kelly went and saw him at some point, but that was pre-pandemic, so that's at least three. Yeah, I think the last time I saw him was in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's time. It's it's. I mean, honestly, do you are you looking forward to new Tesla? No, but I did. I did like that new song they put out. I did too. I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, if they, if they went that direction and, and if they decided to go the whole album route and it was all in that, you know, sounded like that, I, that would be a listenable Tesla record. Yeah. Well, I agree. Listenable, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm ready for all the old timers to just quit, (laughs) just, just quit, open the door for the new blood, let the new blood in. Let the plushes and Wolfie Van Halen's and Dirty Honey and Joyous yeah, but, Wolf and and, and let's well, see well, what happens. And the thing is, is those those bands are out there and they are playing, but there is no there's no commercial entity out there to push them. Yeah, into I know. The, into the conscious of people, you know, and and we've talked about this a million times before, but the reason people accepted new music was because they heard it on whatever the commercial outlet that they listened to, whether it was the radio in the car or whether it was MTV back in the day or whatever. Sure. And mm-hmm. that's when people heard stuff. And then if they went to a show, they hoped that they would play that new song. Right. Yeah, that's true. But, but, but now if a band plays a new song, but people haven't heard it, beer and piss break, beer and piss break. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, True. and, and it, and it doesn't have time to get into your psyche or get into your, you know, into your listening habits because it's, it's something foreign to you. It's new yeah. and it's foreign. And it's just like, 
well, I haven't heard this before. I'm not going to give it a chance. Yeah. And the, the saddest part though, is, is the fans that go out to see the old bands. Like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I know me when I used to go to shows when I was in my twenties, when I was still discovering bands, I would go to a show and I made sure I was there for the opener, mm-hmm. you know, especially if I didn't know who they were, because I, I wanted to see if I was missing something, mm-hmm. you know, and I would always go and catch the openers. And I would say two thirds of my collection is openers that I saw, mm-hmm. you know, I saw them open for somebody bigger and then, you know, I became a fan of, and, and I was into it. I mean, I can remember going to see some, some bands in the eighties, some hair bands and whatnot. I remember seeing black and blue open for kiss in 85, I guess it would have been 80 yeah. on the all night tour or asylum or whatever yeah. that was called. I remember seeing skid row open for Aerosmith. Yeah. And, and I mean, you'd be like, holy fuck, are these guys good? I'm going to go get this record. I'm going to beat the shit out of it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to become a fan. And you got into the show, even though you didn't know any of the, any of the songs, like you, mm-hmm. you'd be watching Skid Row and you'd be like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I went out to um, Seven Dust, what, two weeks ago or whatever, I'm watching the audience and I was with my daughter, me and my daughter went to the show. And even my daughter, like we were sitting in the balcony, but we were watching the pit and it was pit. It wasn't like seated tickets Mm -hmm. during plush. Everybody. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's new to me. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. And I'm not going to give them a chance until, and and, I mean, they won some people over near the end, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, it was fucking 30 minutes of, of assholes with their arms folded. You know, or sitting there bullshitting with their buddy. Sure. You know, and it was like, you know what? Fucking learn a new band, you fucking dick fucks. Yeah. Jeez. Well, again, if if there was a commercial outlet and they saw them or heard them, you know, uh, being played and they heard maybe one or two of the songs several times, mm-hmm. you know, over a period of time, they would go, oh, yeah, that's that band that plays that song, you know, or whatever. And then then when they played the song, they would get some kind of a reaction because it's like, oh yeah, I heard that on whatever outlet you listen to, but it's just not that way anymore. And the band's got to get smarter too. I mean, it cracks me up when I hear bands saying, oh, or, and I get these notifications all the time on the various socials for the CMS network. Um, bands will, bands will send out a, a thing on their socials that say something like, we're number six on the, on the Sirius XM octane charts. And I'm just like 99% of the people that used to be listening to uh Sirius XM are not anymore. Yeah. You know, that, that is a dead medium. Almost no one is listening to it and even why? less are listening to it for music. Well, why would you, why would you pay yeah. for satellite radio anymore? They don't dude, offer anything that, that the free, the free outlets have. Dude, I, I was, when I bought my USFL tickets today, I don't know if you, when the last time you bought some tickets were, but at the end of the purchase now, they fucking flood you with offers. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're like, Hey, you can get three free meals from blue apron, or you can get this, or you can get that. One of the things that they offered me today was a year subscription free for Sirius XM a year of Sirius XM premium. And I couldn't click no thank you fast enough because I have zero interest. 
truthfully because I don't want to get zapped in a year for 15 bucks. Well, not only that, but the reason they can give it away free is they're playing commercials on Sirius yeah. X radio. Yeah. Why do I want like, that? It's like, so I get this for a minimal charge or no mm -hmm. charge, but yeah. now I got to listen to fucking commercials and garbage programming. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have YouTube, YouTube music, uh, that plays every bit as much as serious octane would play for me. And, um, and I can have it with no commercials cause I, I pay the price for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I get that with no commercials and I get all my podcasts for free. So what the fuck do I need serious That's, XM for? So this is Jim and Sam. Please. Yeah. There's, there's just so much free content out there. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why would you pay for satellite? I, I just listen to everything in my car. I listen to on my phone. Yeah. As soon Same as I here. get in my car, I plug into my phone, into my, my system in my car. And then I just play Spotify or I'll play O and a on YouTube or I'll, or I'll play the CMS network or yeah. I just on what I feel like listening to it. Yeah. A goddamn thing. Well, dude, even see even CMS radio on the network between between our station and I don't in fact I'm going to take our station out of it take the CMS out of it mm -hmm. between crash course hairball john and um k fucking keel or whatever that's called krfk mm -hmm. you know between those stations how are you not getting the same metal fix that you would pay $15 a month for with serious yeah to listen to to listen to um what is it uh, what's the name of their hair station hair nation hair nation yeah yeah i mean what is what how is hair nation better than the hairball john station you'd probably get a better variety off a of hairball john station because even he, even hair nation repeats the songs after like what six hours or something like yeah that. yeah and john john at least curated his shit enough to not get into hey here's judas priest you've got another thing coming you know i mean here's round and round you know, he kind of took all the fucking shitty com common shit out. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is that uh, when Sirius offers the free listening for the weekend, they typically do it like uh, over Memorial Day or something like that. Right. You know, here's free content. And, you know, like I'll be in the car and I'll be like, say, traveling to my sister's house for like a Memorial Day shootout uh -huh. or something like that. And I, and if I go, oh, okay, well, Sirius is free, so I'm going to go listen to the Hair Nation or whatever, and right. I'll, I'll listen to it for an hour, which is about the drive to to my sister's mm -hmm. place. And uh, I'd be done for the day, and I get in the car, and I'm on my way home, and now I'm listening to the exact same songs that I heard when I yeah. went there earlier in the day because all they did was just loop it, you know. Yeah. And it's like so, you just you just put maybe assembled. 50 songs together and now you're just looping that that's it 50 songs that's all you get well now you can get the mark striggle show though <laughs> on the boneyard really yeah mark's on the boneyard uh, well what does he do he voice tracks okay you know he's like hey it's mark striggle here and let me just tell you I, I think he does get to pick his own songs though okay because i've noticed that he he mentions songs that he's playing and they're certainly not commons all right they're common bands, but they're not commons. Like he'll go like into a deep track of like Black Sabbath or something. He's he's not like, hey, here's War Pigs, right? You know, he's he's actually playing you know deeper stuff. So Is I he think on Mark Nation or Ozzy's Boneyard or Boneyard. He's, he's on, on the, the Boneyard. 
Okay. Is it still Ozzy's Boneyard or is it I, just Boneyard now? I don't know. I, I It's not like I know this from listening. I know it because Mark's <laughs> on social media with me. <laughs> okay. I, I I have not listened. Dude, I don't have it. I don't well, have it. I don't either. So I just didn't know if they're still calling it that or. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I know this though. And, and yeah, I, I know you're in the same boat as I am. If they wouldn't have fucked it up, they had at least two subscriptions for life. Because the way they were doing it, when we were when we were subscribed to it, we would have stayed subscribed forever. I would have never unsubscribed. I loved it, but now, but it's just gotten to be just it's commercial radio that you pay for. Yeah, that's it. You know, which that's, I, I dude, what? But I know we're all over the map, but we'll get to we'll get to the thing that you sent me. I do have it, but um. Okay. Since we're talking about radio and stuff, did you see that they're now finally, they're they're finally putting the push to fucking charge royalties to these fucking over-the-air stations? Is that right? Yeah. And now now they're running. I wish I I'd, I'd looked for it, but there's it's not on YouTube. Otherwise, I was going to bring it here to play it so we could fucking point and laugh at these cocksucking fuckfags at the National Association of Broadcasters. They're running spots on their commercials about. They're going to take music away from you. Stop this. Tell your, uh, tell your Senator that you don't want the royalties. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Cause where were you commercial radio when they were fucking us as internet guys and still are fucking us as internet guys, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't raise one goddamn word about that. But now that it's affecting them, now they want to stop the royalties from being collected. Suck right. a dick commercial radio. Suck a fucking dick. Who who is still listening to commercial radio? Dude, I, I'm I agree with you, but I actually know the numbers and it will fucking blow your head off. Is that is that right? 87% of people still listen to commercial radio. Are you kidding me? Nope. Wow. 87%. Hmm. And and of that 87%, it's like 97% of that are people in their cars. Yeah. Well, I, I just kind of, that's what that was going to be. My next question yeah. is, is it's the, the people who are too lazy to yeah. do anything other than just turn on their radio. Yeah. Well, it's pretty hard to push that one button to Bluetooth into your stereo. <laughs> and I don't know about you. I don't know about your phone, but mine, I don't even push a button. I just, mine just automatically connects. Well, so does mine. Uh, but the thing is, is I, I can, I, I actually plug in because when I plug in, it gives mm -hmm. me all the controls on my phone sure. right on my, on the screen. Oh, that Apple play or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't, for the life of me, I can't imagine listening to commercial radio. I, I mean, I, I, and that being said, I, I do listen to some commercial sports talk, some little bit. But even that now, now all of those shows that I do listen to, they all have podcasts and they cut out all the callers, which to me is perfect. Cause the one thing I don't want to hear when I'm listening to sports talk is the fucking idiot callers. <laughs> Dude, what do you think about Baker Mayfield? Is he going to throw a touchdown this week? Fuck off. And it's like, how would I know? Yeah. It's like, and how would the fucking announcer know? They don't know. Then you hear them over bloviating about it. Well, you know, the statistics look good for Baker to throw two and a half. He's a two point favorite to throw three touchdowns. This way. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut your fucking mouth. 
You don't know anything. Dicks. Yeah, it's my guess that he's going to throw a touchdown. Yeah. Next. Yeah, but they won't do that. Instead, they give, well, you know, if we look back through the history of, of football, look, Baker Mayfield has played the Steelers four times, and in each of those games, he's averaged 1.7 touchdowns a game. So I would say the odds are good that he's going to throw at least one. And look, this defensive back is hurt, so then it's going to be two. It's like, shut up. <laughs> you don't know shit. You do not know shit. The statistical probability is that he will throw a touchdown. Yeah, well, they have to fill time. That's really I, what it I, is. I get just, it, but what's the point in having a show then? Yeah, well, I. Funny you say that because we are going to bring something up a little later. All right. It, it, it's. I love that we're into this topic, but uh, we will get to it later because this is a long form topic. All right. But I have I have some commercial radio for us to listen to tonight. All right. Good. So, so I, I guess let, let's just pause it there. Just keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> so, so I drove, I drove, uh, from, you know, home over to Ohio. Right. Mm -hmm. Last week. I listened to O and a, the entire way, a super cut. There was yeah. a O and a super cut. It was 10 hours long. No. I, I listened to four and a half hours of it in the car. Laughed your ass off. And we're like, damn, that was a fast ride was a fast trip i was just like i'm here already holy yeah. shit you're like fuck i'm gonna sit in the car for four more hours and get the rest of this no i listened to the other <laughs> half on the way home <laughs> nice yeah i dude i get it i mean that's ever the worst thing can happen for me is when i get in my car and for whatever reason my bluetooth doesn't connect automatically you know i will literally turn my car off and start it again <laughs> you know, because if I don't have Bluetooth, I'm not driving. I'm just yeah. not going to drive, you know? So it's like, all right, well, fuck you off. Well, you, wait, well, you, wait. Don't, you don't need to turn your car off, turn your radio off. Yeah, I know, but it's just easier. <laughs> just turn your radio off and then turn it back on. It's one button either way. <laughs> I got to turn and click to do it. Look, I'm lazy. I can hit one button. The car turns off, hit the button again. It turns back on and right. then it connects. I'm good. There you are. <laughs> all right well i sent you over a link yep i got it and and i and i wanted to get your thoughts on this because i i got through a, half of it and i okay. thought oh, this is fucking bullshit all right so, so instead of me getting angry and pissed off by myself i thought i'll bring it to the show and let other people get angry and pissed off <laughs> along with us. <laughs> okay <laughs> so what is it this is this is called songs that did not age well okay and this host that uh that hosts this thing mm -hmm. um he brings it into today's politically correct viewpoint oh, on songs boy. that actually meant something at the time and for anybody who doesn't buy into the politically correct bullshit, yeah. you're gonna go fuck you dude that song still means what it meant when it was out. We're not going to try to do revisionist history and try to turn it back and go, well, they should have never sung a lyric like that. Oh, so, so basically, let me just think of like a song, like she goes down by Motley Crue, which I'm assuming if this guy's young, he doesn't even know. So, but I'm going to use that as an example. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like he would hate that. And that should never have been done because it's misogyny. Oh, shut up. Oh, you know, that kind of a different attitude, you know? 
You want to take a break now so I can go get like four beers and two shots just to fucking ease my way into this? <laughs> this may not affect you too too much, but when I watch some of it, you know, I listened to some of it, I was just like, oh, I got to bring this to the show. This is All right. this is just just stop with the stop with trying to apply today's standards to something that was out 10 years ago or 15 years ago <laughs> or even 20 years ago right today's so, standards blow so what is the era that this is the music it, he's choosing it, 90s no not specifically just just songs in general that they said didn't age well so it okay. might be something as new as uh lincoln park okay and it might be something as old as guns and roses okay you know so it kind of spans the gamut so in other words translation we're gonna hate this dick well i i've watched this guy's content before and and i never had an issue with it before but now this is one of them we're trying to apply today's uh pussy ass standards to to songs that kicked ass okay <laughs> <laughs> but before you get into this i yeah. i saw the, i saw the little commercial for this this earbud thing okay these things actually look pretty cool oh these earbuds yeah you want me to play the commercial yeah go ahead go ahead and play it all right here we go this video is sponsored by status audio and status between earbuds get better audio and support the channel in a world of oh that's it that why well, i i think there was more to it but regardless you can go check it out yourself dude i i gotta tell you just speaking of and we'll, we'll get into this guy here in a minute but I actually, as of this week, have to stop wearing earbuds. I'm starting to get tinnitus. Yeah, you probably are because you're you got it so your 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 uh, audio is so close to your yeah. earbuds that you're probably burning your your eardrums. Yeah, I, I dude, I, it's like I, I'll be sitting laying in bed and all of a sudden I hear boom. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, you gotta stop this shit. Yeah, you're you're bombarding your your. Yeah senses with with the audio it's just too yeah. much yeah so now i'm i'm back to using the google speaker or whatever that thing's called google nest yeah so they can fucking monitor me and steal all my inner thoughts <laughs> <laughs> all right you ready for this guy all right go ahead all right let's check this guy out AirPods and earbuds that have standard audio quality and poor battery life, music lovers are settling with how they oh. listen to music. Status Audio is changing is. that. Status between earbuds are not only industry leading, but are the only triple speaker driver earbud on the market. What does that mean? Instead of having one shared driver for bass, mids, and treble, status between earbuds have a dedicated speaker driver for each. That means you'll have cleaner, wider, and more powerful sound in every range of hearing across all audio. The difference is instantly noticeable and a game changer for audiophiles. Yeah, and you'll be deaf by 50. <laughs> <laughs> but they do look kind of cool. I was going to cool. try to, I'm going to check it. I don't own any earbuds at all. Uh, but, but if I did, I, I want something that sounds good. I'll try. I, I think I'll check those out. Mm. Uh, I, I just recently bought a pair of JBLs and I think those are the ones that are doing it to me because, and they sound fucking great. I mean, they sound fucking mint. But I never had ringing in my ears until I bought these JBLs. So it's like, all right, I better stop this. You got high fidelity in your head. Yeah. Well, now they're right back. They're right back in their little case, probably going on eBay. <laughs> Just clean the earwax off of them. Oh, they got different. They got different ends. They have, they come with a whole pack of different ends that you can stick on them. So I'll throw the dirty ones away. 
Give somebody a nice clean earbud. There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right. Along with significantly improved audio through the triple driver, Status Between has 12-hour battery life in lightweight buds, an additional 36 hours in the case. On top of that, there are four built-in microphones for improved call quality, two microphones on each earbud. Use the code GETROCK to check out and get 10% off your order. Audio file quality at a package and price that makes fidelity affordable and attainable. You can check out Status Between earbuds and more other products in the link in this video description. All right. Some songs never age. Some songs age but are a good time capsule for the year they came out and can be remembered fondly. Then there are songs that age like Milk, the foul refuse that should be disregarded and should not have been acceptable in the past. This video is going yeah, to talk about 10 Should oh, not so have been acceptable in the past. Shut up. Shut up. Who are you to fucking dictate what, what entertains me? They were inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, so what? <laughs> This is, this is probably the same asshole that fucking wants to see all the comedy clubs closed. Probably. Fucking homo. It sh shouldn't have been acceptable. Are you sure that they're earbuds and not butt plugs? <laughs> fucking queer. I already hate this guy. Or like one second in and I fucking hate him. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. I, I watched I watched like two song reviews and I was just like, fuck this guy. Oh, fucking dick. All right, let's let's hear what this fucking idiot has to say here. Already, I hate this guy. I hate him already. We're not even a minute in. We're like not even a second in. <laughs> so I just wasn't getting pissed off on my own. No, I already I already want to fucking throw this guy. All right. All right, here we go songs that aged badly. This is not a top 10, no ranking, just a list. Also, only one entry per band because there are many artists who could fill up this whole list on their own. F all right, eye makeup guy. Fuck you. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I don't like this guy. I hate him. I already hate him. Uh, all right. All right. Let's hear what he has to say. Finally, I have to be extremely careful when describing the content of each song, so I may use different words to explain everything so this video can stay on YouTube, but it'll be clear what each song is about. Pussy. Well, see, again, everybody has to be careful about yeah. the language you use, even yeah. guys you hate. I need to protect myself so that you can see this. So I'm going to use fancy words and code, but you know what I really mean. Ugh. You fucking homo. This is, this is what, this is what, uh, the overlords at, at uh, YouTube have done to people. It's just yeah. like, oh, you, can't, you can't use that language. Yeah. I am so glad that we are not using YouTube anymore. Yep. I do not miss an Odyssey and bit shoot and all that good yeah. stuff. And even now, dude, I've even taken CMS one step further to be direct hosting. Now I actually found a, a thing where I could direct host and not have it be like this major drag on the website anymore. Okay. So, so we're actually running our videos like, you know, kind of like, like a, a professional news organization would with our own, no branding, no nothing from the, you know, it's just us. Which, which no one can censor that except me. Right. And you know, I'm not going to. <clears throat> so, yeah. All right. Let's hear your secret code for, they're singing about poopy and pee. 
fucking <laughs> dork. All right, here we go. It will not be clear why the songs existed in the first place. This one's gonna be weird. You know how these videos work? Let's get to it. All right. Back in the late 90s, Korn was doing great at the head of the new metal world, and Follow the Leader was huge in the heavy music world. The album went along just fine until it hit a track sounding like two middle school kids in the hallway were making fun of each other. All in the Family is intentionally a joke track for sure. Problem is that the joke wasn't even that funny then, and now it's awful. Even Jonathan Davis talked about how he hates it. In an interview with Metal Hammer, he said, It's horrible. We were all drunk in the studio, and I was trying to rap. At the time, we were having a good time, but now now I just cringe. I've got nothing against Fred, it just sucks. We were out of our minds drunk. It shouldn't have made the record. Lyrically, it's shameful. I applaud the condemnation of it now from Davis, and knowing that it was spawned from alcohol helps answer some questions. Why do you applaud? <laughs> Why do you applaud that, that he doesn't like the song? Well, because it's shameful. Yeah. And it should have never been made in the beginning and to begin with. <sighs> And I agree with that. What a, what a fucking turd. <laughs> and I remember when I was breaking into radio, this is one of the songs that was, you know, popular at the time. And I remember all in the fan. No, this could not have been on radio. Well, I'm just talking about the corn. Oh, corn. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Not the, the, not the song. I'm talking about yeah. the, the album. The album. Yeah. The whatever. Was it follow the leader. Follow the leader. Yeah. Follow yeah, yeah, the leader. Yeah. That was a big one for them. So, and, uh, yeah. and they, kids were requesting a lot of songs off of that yeah i mean the song is deaf but the song is a goof track that's what he says it should yeah, have so what, been made though no fuck off it was them fucking around having fun <laughs> they were having fun in the studio and somebody hit record that's all it is you fucking turd jeez you know and, and i i i not i don't agree at all with it should have never been made but it's a terrible song it's easily the worst song on that record. So, you know, oh, this guy. Oh, it's shameful. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's shameful. Why? Because they said faggot a couple times. Probably. I'm sure that's why, because they, they both called each other faggots and stuff. I mean, that's he's right. His description is dead on. It's, it's Fred Durst and Jonathan Davis just kind of going at each other and just saying, oh, you're a fucking queer. You're no, you're more of a fucking queer. You suck cock. You know, you suck cock. It's it is like a, a high school fucking argument. Yeah. But, but 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 it's a novelty track on the record. Yeah, it's I don't think anybody I don't think anybody ever heard it and was like was like, oh, my God, this is just a bad song. Everybody knew it was a joke. It's like Cup of Joe from Anthrax. Nobody took that as like a real song. It's just a fucking goof track. Yeah. You know, it's a filler. You know, so stupid. All right, you want more? Or are you playing this song? Yeah, let's play it. All right, give me a little. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what, 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 say what,
Too bad I got your beans in my bag. You stuck up, sucker, corny motherfucker. Taking over flows is the limp. limp. Need the biscuit to save this group from John Davis. I'm gonna drop a little east side skill. You best step back, cause I'm a kill. I'm a kill. So what you thinking, Mr. Raggedy Man? Doing all you can to look like Raggedy Ann. Check you out, punk. Yes, I know you. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not good. No, it's not good. But so what? Yeah, it's, what, do you, it's, what do you think Corn was? What do you think Corn and Limp Biscuit were? Fucking Christian bands? <laughs> Fuck off! All right, all right, keep going. Oh, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> I hate him already. All right, here's some more. Even if it's still inexcusable. All in the Family was a product of its time, the edgy junior high school insult era that was new metal. Yeah, and it sold a goddamn zillion copies, so clearly that is what the audience was looking for, you fucking dummy. They weren't looking for your fucking purebred fucking striper songs, you dickhead. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, now one in a million. Oh. How dare somebody call out different cultures that aren't his? How dare they? All right. Boy, this is fucking making me mad in a hurry. <laughs> I, I'm glad it just wasn't me. <laughs> no, this guy's an asshole. Because this is about as far as I got was up here. And I was just like, okay, I, I'm not watching the rest of this. Ugh. All right. Let's see what he has to say here. Guns N' Roses problematic in some way? Not these little darlings. Many of you instantly understand that Axl Rose has made some music that is a bit inappropriate for um, anyone. Wrong. Inappropriate. Wrong. When, when, when does a guy use the term inappropriate? I don't know. When he's used to sitting on a cock in his free time. <laughs> that's not a guy. That's not even a guy word to use. No. In, that's inappropriate. How about this? I like that song. I do too. I like the Guns N' Roses song One in a Million. I like when they drop words they're not supposed to. Ooh, dangerous. Yeah. I like it. It entertained me, which is kind of what it was supposed to do. <laughs> you fucking fraud. Ugh. He doesn't like it because it calls out his people. <laughs> immigrants and faggots. Yes. Well, not the immigrants part. <laughs> faggots. <laughs> All right, here we go. Not to say that the music itself isn't solid, but sometimes Axel writes shockingly offensive lyrics because it's Axel, and he's shockingly offensive. No! Oh. He, he writes shockingly offensive lyrics because he's Axel? <laughs> he was making a statement about the world he was looking at. You Correct. fucking moron. This is no different, no different than a hardcore rapper at the same exact time saying talking about fuck the police and you know the the niggas getting killed by the white man and all the different stuff that they put into their songs it's exactly the same it's just a white guy that was making his observation right <clears throat> shut up shockingly oh offensive shut up it wasn't no shock it was not shockingly offensive People back in the 80s just accepted that. They were just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I get it. 
Yeah, and the people that didn't like the song, guess what? They just didn't play. It. They didn't play it. And and nobody I knew that when this came out on GNR Lies, not one person that liked Guns and Roses went. Oh, did you hear what he said? No, nobody not did that. Person, not one person I know ever reacted that way. No. Was it be- what, were other songs better? Like right next door to hell, where he talks about wanting to kill his neighbor. <laughs> Was that better? Was that less offensive because it didn't have the F word and the no, N word in it? Shockingly offensive. Were, well, was that less shockingly offensive? <laughs> Ugh, this guy sucks. Oh my God. All right, here we go. When he's himself, because he's one in a billion for better or worse. Back when GNR Lies was released, One in a Million started a lot of media backlash while fans no, defended it didn't. the No, it didn't! There was very little media backlash to this. It was never pulled. It was never pulled. Oh. <laughs> I All used right. to hear this on KNAC and KLOS yeah. when I lived in uh, LA. Yeah. I, I Dude, how is this any different from um i don't know uh what was the song um jeremy pearl jam when they said he's just a stupid little fuck or whatever yeah. they say in that song yep was this different or is that later in the list maybe it's later in the list we don't know <laughs> remember, remember when they did play jeremy they basically reversed the fuck yeah mm-hmm. they, they, they took that and just reversed it yeah he was mm-hmm. just a little fuck yeah he unleashed a lion Ugh. <laughs> not one of my favorite i like pearl jam but I, I hate that song fucking garbage song jeremy spoken Ugh. <laughs> terrible song fucking spit whatever's out of out of your mouth better all right here we go to the death. The song is about Axel's journey from a small town to a big city, and on paper that sounds fine, but then you get to Axel giving massive amounts of bigoted terms. Yeah, because that's what he saw, you fucking idiot! Massive amounts of bigoted terms? Bigoted. Bigoted. That's what he saw. That's what he saw on the journey from the small town to L.A. Oh, speaking of that record movie... Yeah, they, they said that in the movie numerous times. There was a guy out front of the record store, and he was clearly a faggot. And okay. the record and the and the, <laughs> the record store manager, there were like hooker chicks out yeah. front of the store. They were working the street, and then there was a, some faggoty guy out there. And he goes, "Listen here, you. I, what was he calling him? He was calling him. Can't remember the words whores or something like that. And then he says, right. and that goes for you too, you faggot. Get out from away from the front. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the misinformation this fucking knob is spewing. Holy right. smokes. Oof. The song is rough to get through now and was removed from the big Guns N' Roses box set released years later. Axl Rose defended this as what he saw and heard when he came to LA, but then did interviews asking why he wasn't allowed to say racist words. The band caught backlash, which only fueled Guns N' Roses even more. I'm not saying Axl loves controversy, but Axl definitely loves attention. Kind of like this guy. Kind of like this guy. 
All right. Now, all right. I, without him saying a word about this, I'm already mad about this song. <laughs> they talk about trans people. <laughs> this song was clearly a joke. It was. It was 1000%. No one took it as a, as insulting. Everybody took it for the, in the spirit that it was, mm -hmm. that it was just a silly, silly, goofy song. Yep. And this guy's going to say, well, the trans community, they should have known back in 1987 that the trans community would rise up and be offended by this. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That's what I'm saying. You're trying to apply today's faggot ass standards to something that was totally people got it back then. Oh, Jesus <clears throat> Christ. All right, here we go. As for a song that is aged in a different way and is an 80s hit that everyone still knows the words to, Aerosmith were on their huge 80s comeback and Dude Looks Like a Lady was a feel-good hit everyone loved to sing along with. It was a big ol' laugh in the lyrics also back in 87 and for years to come. This whole song has not aged well at all. For many reasons, but not meant to be offensive. Inspired by Vince Neil. Yep, that's true. At a nightclub in the 80s, Steven Tyler saw Neil from behind dressed crazy, and he noticed his hips and figure. Neil turned around, and Tyler replied, My God, that dude looks like a lady. I couldn't make that up if I tried. The song was co-written with Desmond Child, a famous songwriter and collaborator. He convinced Aerosmith to do the song because Desmond, as a gay man, was not offended by the idea and thought it was hilarious. Why does that matter? Why, why do they have to make a song that, that is intentionally unoffensive? Because it's not nice. So what? You're being mean. When has rock and roll been nice? I, I know that's the whole thing. Rock is and it, roll is supposed to be, it's the underbelly. It's not, it's for the not nice people. It's where, it's where you go to shake the niceness, uh, the fake niceness of the week. You shake off the fake fucking bullshit that you do during the week, and then you rock the fuck out. <laughs> Haley Kill Collar, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up, you poon hound? Guys feel like uh, not being nice. I don't fucking feel like being nice. Leaving the goddamn playoff game for the Blues. Might keep cooking in the ass tonight. Uh, of course, you lost our starting, uh, lost our starting goal goaltender because, you know, some sand digger that the Avalanche have playing for him. I didn't know the goddamn towelheads in between plays and Muhammad played ice hockey, but, you know, whatever. Inclusion and diversity is our strongest, is is our biggest strength. But, uh, so now I'm trying to get out of downtown St. Louis before I get shot or stabbed by an American nigger. But, uh, <laughs> Wow, you're you're highly inappropriate and shockingly offensive, Lou. Yeah, well, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Hell, it doesn't matter. If I kissed every goddamn Mexican stick and nigger and, and Dago <laughs> and everybody else's ass and try to get along, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they're going to call you fucking racist, call you, you know, because I'm white. You know, I'm racist. I'm homophobic. I'm xenophobic. So fuck it. Might as well live up to their expectations. All right. It's a good way to look at it, Lou. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? You going to call me a racist? Well, fine. I'll show you a goddamn racist. Fuck. 
You know, and to get out the white sheets and a noose. You know? <laughs> Good plan, Lou. <laughs> got got a cross as a fucking kerosene. Wow. I mean, shit. Why? I mean, why not? Fuck, you know? I could, you know, walk around, you know? Yeah, you know? Hey, I love everybody. You know, Black Lives Matter. Oh, you're white, racist, homophobic. You, you, you woman hater. Yeah, yeah, what's the point? You know, fuck, you ain't going to win with them, so you might as well have some fun. <laughs> All right, Lou. All right, well. Okay, it sounds like you have some practical experience under your belt. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's that thing. You know, people would, you know, for 20-plus for 20 years, I worked in social services, and I was one of these fucking do-gooders, you know? I was on the other side of the aisle. But then you grow up, you, you move out of your parents' basement, and you experience the real world. You you can't help these fucking people. <laughs> they're helpless, you know? I mean, ain't nothing going to... The only thing that's going to fucking fix the problem is we put them back in the natural habitat. You know, we, we take the blacks, we get them on a boat, we send them back to their homeland, and now put them back up in trees and shit where they belong, and they'll be All happy. Right. <laughs> right, really? You put them in trees, Lou? Well, that's where we got them from. Is that right? That's where not got where them? we got them from. <laughs> well, look, price, well, give them a grass skirt and a spear and a bone to put through their nose, and they'll be back. They'll be back where they'll be happy. All right. They'll be happy because they'll be back where they belong. I mean, you know, God's plan. If God wanted us all together, he would have put us all together in the same continent. Instead, he put the... Uh, he put the uh, you know white folks in Europe, the blacks in uh, Europe in uh, Africa. Put the uh, the the, the uh, Asians. I'm the Asian. Well, they put the Asians, the slant eyes, in uh, you know that that part of the world. And then they put the fucking uh, you know the uh, what do you call them, the Italians. Put them over in the uh, Middle East. We meant for all of us to be together. We would have been all together, but no. <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, Lou, hey, Lou, how much were beers tonight at the, at the hockey game? $15. How many yeah. did you buy? 30. Uh, I didn't <laughs> buy any guy. I sneak in my booze. <laughs> What'd you but, sneak in? How much did you sneak in? There, there's a uh, drink named, don't laugh, but there's a, uh, a drink. It's called Pink Whitney. Now, don't go fucking think of Lou sucking dick because he drank something called Pink Whitney. But it's named after a hockey player, um, Ray Whitney. And it's pink lemonade mixed with New Amsterdam vodka. And it's sponsored by, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the, of the uh, Spit and Chicklets podcast. It's a hockey pad podcast. It's the uh, second best podcast in the world behind your podcast. <laughs> uh, so... So you sneak in the little bottles and, you know, little plastic bottles, you get in there. Hey, you know, you can sneak, uh, you know, shit, 10 of them in there. So yeah, I had that couple shots. And then I had a few, had a few, uh, Colorado Kool-Aids, uh, prior to a uh, face off in the parking lot. <laughs> All right. And you're driving now. Yeah. I drive. Hey. Drive best when I had a couple drinks. I actually <laughs> followed the traffic laws. Actually, right, really? Use turn signals, all that. I mean, my buzz is gone. I'm fairly typical. I can drive. I'm yeah, Neely, geez. I am. 
right. But speaking of you, Neil, it's graduation season for a high school. So that means you got a whole new crop of very illegal poop days. <laughs> I go chase after. Jesus. All right, Lou. Well, we're going to get back to the subject at hand. So I'm glad you're still alive and among the living and clean off your phone. We'll have to get all that spittle on there from all that uh, anger. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was a Rage Against the Machine that said anger is a gift. So <laughs> anyway, hell and kill, fuck you, pop, and job. <laughs> wow. wow. Lou had to get that off his chest. Lou is a sensitive guy, isn't he? He is. He, is. he, he cares for everyone. My goodness. And, and he's got a great sense of geography. Yeah, I <laughs> he's a people person. That's what yeah. I get from Lou. He's very he's much very, a people person. He is. He's very warm. He's very kind. He's He uh, <laughs> enjoys the melting pot of St. Louis. He does. You can tell. In fact, he wants to turn up the heat in it with fire. <laughs> Good God. Mm. He's, a one <laughs> there's ra- He's a one there's, in a million. Yeah, no shit. There's racism, and then there's that call. Right? <laughs> Shockingly inappropriate. Oh, yeah. This guy will be having a field day reviewing our podcast. Right. These guys should never have taken that phone call. Not then, <laughs> not now. Shockingly offensive. <laughs> I can't even say what they said because I'm here on YouTube. Right. Ugh, what a turd. <laughs> All right, dude looks like a lady. All right, let's get back to this. Fair enough, but this song is not as cherished as much in today's A's for being seen as transphobic by many. Oh, and transphobic. Who See? sees it that way? Nobody sees it that way. Yeah, I was gonna, I've never once heard anybody say, oh, Aerosmith, that transphobic band. Yeah. I've never heard that. Say Have again. you? No, not once. Well, not once. This guy. <laughs> Aside from this guy, trans. Yeah, this, this, I don't even know. Are we supposed to call him a guy or a them? <laughs> I don't even know what this thing is. So, right. so 30, 35 years later or 34 years later, um, Aerosmith should have known better than to write a song like this with a mm. gay man named Desmond Child. Yeah, take this song off of permanent vacation. Yeah, because it's it had future repercussions in offending oh. people of trans the trans community. Good lord, <sighs> I hate today's world. I know, I hate it. Stop trying to apply today's standards to something that was cool. Yeah, just leave it alone. Yeah, look, the easiest way to make these songs go away is not cover them anymore. You know, now people are going to go look these up. Not dude looks like a lady. Everybody knows it, but they'll go look up the guns and roses song. Sure. Yeah. Nice work. Dickhead. (laughs) All right. Let's finish up this dumb song. I admit I sang along with it a lot as a kid because of Mrs. Doubtfire. Did I know what the lyrics meant? Not a chance. Well, then you should be killed. Yeah. Because you had past transgressions that can't be forgiven in today's uh, culture so you need to be canceled and killed and dragged in that's right and the trans part of transgressions we'll take that in both meanings there (laughs) sweetheart okay i was an odd little six-year-old things haven't changed (laughs) 
Speaking of the 80s, punk rock used to be the counterculture and intentionally shocking. Black Flag definitely fit that description as well. Not everything from the 80s era punk has aged like fine wine. Slip It In was described to me as incel rock, and when you hear the lyrics about women, yeah, there's an argument. There is objectifying women, there's slut shaming, oh. and then there is this song, Slip It In. The oh. <laughs> it's a terrible song but is there no room anywhere for context no nope unacceptable <laughs> i don't even have a comment on this i'll just play it song had a great riff, it's punchy, and wow is it degrading to women. If you heard a college kid even sing the lyrics of the chorus to this out loud, that kid would be maced, tasered, and probably banned from that student's campus. The cover- Why do you do this, dude? <laughs> I only got up to Guns N' Roses and I knew this was going to be a shit show, which is why I didn't watch the rest of it. I just knew this was going to just infuriate you because i just i was put out just by watching two of the uh two of the episodes or the two of the songs i swear i think it's your secret goal <laughs> to have me die on the screen <laughs> just have my fucking brain explode right here on the screen and die wow is this offensive to women really because I, I mean, this song came out in, I think, 89, if I'm not mistaken. I could be, because I'm not a big black flag guy. But um, I'm yet to hear one one um, complaint about this song in fucking 30 years. In 30, however many years, I never have heard a complaint about Slip It In by Black Flag. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> Literally until right now. What's up next? Beat her with a rake. <laughs> well, we got the kittens got claws. White snake. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Art for the album also made things a bit worse for the general opinion. Black Flag was an important part of punk history, and many lyrics from Henry Rollins were intentionally shocking and raunchy. There are many defenders of this track saying it's addressing how many men see women and how it's about people and their choices. Regardless of the argument for or against, the lyrics themselves are still crude for how women are treated. When this song can be described as incel rock, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, how about this? Nobody does describe it as incel rock. No one. No one. Wow. All right. Oh, good. Brown sugar. That's fucking... I could tell back in 1965 when this was written that it was with evil intent. Right. Jesus Christ. All right. The Rolling Stones are an inspiration, royalty in classic rock, and are no strangers to the occasional controversial song. What's wild is that Brown Sugar was a number one hit back in the 70s and was meant with good intentions from Mick Jagger who wrote most of the track. An iconic song with legendary guitar work that is no longer played live unless with changed lyrics and times have changed. Brown Sugar was a massive song for the group and it was about the horrors of slavery, abuse, black and white relationships, and it was all presented in a very raw, upfront way. Even the band is timid about it now. Keith Richards talked about how this song is no longer on the set list in 2021. He said, you picked up on that, huh? 
I don't know, I'm trying to figure out with the sisters quite where the beef is. Didn't they understand this was a song about the horrors of slavery? But they're trying to bury it. Odd response when talking about brown sugar, but that's Keith Richards. Gee, people in the late 60s, early 70s somehow accepted the song and made it a number one hit. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here, more to the point, it was, I, it's the problem that we have now with everything. It was literally saluting something. Mm -hmm. It was, it was portraying it in a positive light. And because they did that, that still was, is now considered, you know, racist. It's, it's taboo now. Yeah, it's or racist or whatever. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But yet you know. somehow the radio stations played it. People bought yeah. the record by the millions. Mm -hmm. Well, all those people were assholes, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, this song I don't actually know. So let's hear this. Shocker, many Hollywood Undead songs did not age well from the band's breakthrough album, Swan Songs. The track Undead, the band's true bander anthem, is interesting though because one, it really got the attention and diehard fan base behind them, and two, this song was released in 2008 where people were starting to realize using homophobic slurs as insults was not a good idea. Didn't no, people aren't, in, people are not realizing that. You're trying to portray that agenda. We're not, we're not. 100% not accepting your agenda push. We're not going to do it. We're not going to accept your agenda. Fuck you. Fuck your agenda. You fucking faggot. Yep, I said it. <laughs> I definitely said it. You're a fucking faggot. <clears throat> Fuck off. Oh. God damn it. I hate this fuck. We've had enough of you weak, sunken chest, slope shoulder, sad-eyed, bitch-ass beta males. Fuck you all. If your beanie is pulled back to here and you got a man bun under it, fuck you. Just don't play brown sugar for Jericho. <laughs> he'll be highly offended and he'll run and hide. All right, here we go. Stop Hollywood Undead, though. The band says it a lot, too. Just in this song alone, and they put emphasis on it. Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> they said it a lot, too, and they put emphasis on it. They said, faggot! <laughs> and they said it in a mean way. Oh, my goodness. You really knew they meant it when they yeah. said it. <laughs> they said it with hateful intent. They said, Faggots. <laughs> Angry F word. <laughs> Anger on that F. <laughs> Faggots. You got to do it like Vince McMahon. <laughs> You're a faggot. <laughs> that was so powerful. I felt it all the way over here. <laughs> You almost fell out your chair, didn't you? Ugh. They said it a lot. Oh, my goodness. How dare they? Okay. Here we go.
The whole track is Hollywood Undead flexing on how tough they are and how mad they are at people, and then how everyone is mad and jealous at them. And yeah, I can see why dumb high school kids in 2008 saw this was awesome. In an interview in 2020... What does this queer listen to, Adele? Probably. Ugh. My God, I, I hate this guy. <laughs> you said you've watched him before? What's wrong with well, you? He, well, sometimes he just does like countdown records, you know? He doesn't have an opinion on anything. It's just like Ugh. a countdown type thing. This is awful. But when I saw this, it was just like, oh, okay, I'm done. <sighs> this guy stinks. All right, here we go. Johnny Three Tears said, we were young and angry and didn't mean what we said to be taken literally. But you have to take into consideration that someone else might take it literally and people might actually get hurt. Oh my God. So the band nope. apologized. So the band apologized. And in typical fashion, dickhead like this doesn't accept the apology. Nope. So why apologize? Yeah, I agree. Oh my God. Just fuck off. That should be undeads for Hollywood undeads answer. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, again, this goes back to what you said a few minutes ago. Is there no room for context here? Yeah. No, no room. Oh, it's gotta be literal. Yeah. Oh, you took it literally. Oh, it hurt you because you took it like we meant it. Oh, well, that's your interpretation. Yeah. You mean we have to figure out all angles of every word we use to make sure it can't be taken out of context at all by anybody. Yeah. Apparently we have to mm. fuck off idiot. All right, here we go. Finally, some regret there. Good thing. They acknowledge the issue and they changed the lyrics to concerts now. Oh, good. Oh, well, good for them. oh, well dire straits. Of course. Well, cause he said the, that little faggot got a brand new haircut. That little faggot. He's a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should, they should be murdered for that. Yeah, cause he said faggot. Yeah, how dare he? And he said it several times. Yeah. And he meant it. Yeah. He and said sure, it he said it emphatically in the song. And I'm sure what he meant was um man taking another dick in his ass, not weak person. You know, I'm sure that's what he meant too, since we're taking everything literally. Knowing that song pretty well, I'm sure he was saying that little guy that takes a dick in his ass is getting his hair cut that little guy that's getting a dick in his ass he's a millionaire i'm uh -huh. sure that's what he was saying you know or that bundle of sticks thank you skippy that bundle of sticks is getting a haircut that bundle of sticks is a millionaire yeah that that pack of cigarettes yeah <laughs> all right here we go how does it get more awkward? Go back to 1985 with Dire Straits. Money for Nothing is legitimately one of the most successful songs Dire Straits ever made. It's a song pointing out the people on and around MTV making tons of money for doing the bare minimum in music. Doesn't sound like it'd be wildly offensive, right? Can't imagine how a song like this could- It's not wildly offensive. <laughs> wildly offensive. It's not wildly offensive. <laughs> This is another one. We were we were of age in in 1985. There was nobody offended by this. None. Nobody. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm I I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure I went and saw Dire Straits with my gay uncle or my gay nephew rather, gay uncle. What what <laughs> what, what is was that? <laughs> my dad's my dad's sister's kid. 
That would be your cousin. My cousin, Mike. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I went with my gay cousin to see Dire Straits, and he's really gay. <laughs> he's a faggot, yeah. <laughs> and not a bundle of sticks. I'll just tell you that. Oh, <laughs> well, he might take a bundle of sticks. I don't know, oh, but God. this is but, wildly offensive. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure we went and saw Dire Straits together. Yeah. All right, whatever. This guy stinks. All right, here we go. Age poorly over the years. Money for Nothing is shockingly homophobic, racist, and sexist. It's a triple threat of awful. Back in the mid-80s, Mark Knopfler said the song was inspired by a delivery man seeing MTV on a television while he was working and said the delivery man was making a lot of the comments you hear in this song. Maybe that's not someone you should take inspiration from to make your recordings. Oh, oh, fuck off. Preaching, you're preaching. Yeah, he's preaching and trying to dictate where the message that that somebody is trying to to portray should come um, from. Yeah, this guy's a dick. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dire Straits would replace several words in the song as the years went on, but a lot of the meaning and derogatory comments are still there. Money for nothing, wildly offensive, and it was nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys. Sounds about right. Why? What does that mean? What would it mean? It sounds about right. I don't know. I guess he's not for the Grammys. I can support that. <laughs> oh, we are 17. Okay. Oh, underage poon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, how, how offensive it is toward women's. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's encouraging pedophilia. I, I will. I, look, this is one time, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be clear on my statement here. By no means am I saying they shouldn't have sang this song or written this song or portrayed it or whatever. I will say, though, in all honesty, when it came out, I was like, really? <laughs> I, I, I did think that even when it came out. Did you? I looked at it as a teenage uh, band guy looking at teenage chicks. I, I didn't look at it as Kip Winger, the, the adult, looking at 17-year-old girls. I kind of did. I remember See, I, thinking, I remember thinking, man. <laughs> these guys i remember thinking these guys are going to be tracked down on the road like cops are going to show up at their gigs <laughs> to see who they're fucking <laughs> i did have the thought with yeah, 17. I, I mean, I, in, in in my opinion at the time you know i i look at it now and i go yeah i kind of i get that but at the time i thought oh, this is like band guy looking at uh you know groupie girl yeah I mean, I'm I'm still not I'm not going to tell you that I ever skipped it when I listened to the CD. I absolutely <laughs> sang right along. She's only seventeen. Right. That pretty girl's down on her knees, or whatever he says. Exactly. He says something about her getting down on her knees, doesn't getting he? Down on her knees, yeah. Yeah. So he's talking about underage chick sucking his cock. Right. So you know, eh, I I definitely was was a little weird on this one, but right. Whatever, it's okay. Here we go. I talked about this song previously and my opinion has not changed. Winger 17 is awful. Just everything about it has issues. When you start reading the lyrics, you start to feel dirty. Winger had a strong fan base and the late 80s were filled with this Wrong, sounds. wrong, wrong. They did not have a strong fan base when this song came out. 
if I'm not mistaken, this was the first hit, right? Yeah, it, it's it. Yeah, it's at least. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, they did not have a strong fan base leading into this album or to this, this song. Was, yeah, this was a MTV. MTV. Uh, you know, this is what kind of launched them into the MTV uh, crowd. Yeah, there was no, but he's trying to make it out like, well, they were so popular that they got away with it with this song. That's completely incorrect. Yeah, this is this is very early in their commercial career. Yeah, this was the first song. The first time we heard them was singing this song. And to be honest, I think it was more memorable for that opening riff that, you know, that, that was kind of catchy at the time, but yeah, you know, and again, I agree with him. The lyrics are fucking cheese dick and, you know, he's talking about fucking underage chick sucking his cock. That's a little fucking odd, but whatever. It's even more odd that they still sing it, you know? So it, it's definitely creepy now that, that he's singing it, you know? Okay, good. Thank you, Henry Lee. Madeline was the first song, but I don't think that was a big hit, was it? It was minor. Seven, 17 was the first hit. Yeah. All right, here we go. So why in 1988 did 17 make it so big? Because glamorous guys with big hair loved singing to the ladies, even if those ladies were high school seniors. Kip Winger said years ago that when he wrote the song, he did not know it was illegal to have relations with a 17-year-old. <laughs> it's, it's not nationally illegal. It yeah. depends on what state you're in. I think I think in Kentucky or you know a couple of the southern states, I think 16 or even 15 is like uh, the age of consent. Yeah. Bottom line is, where was Kip living? I don't know. Look, eh, whatever. We've heard other things about Kip, so <laughs> you know. Quite frankly, if the worst thing Kip was doing was fucking ogling fucking 17 year old chicks, I probably I'd probably be a little more upset but knowing some of the other shit that kips into i'm just like yeah i don't know that that's such a horrible thing <laughs> all right all right here we go that might have been the case but also that's not going to lead to an acquittal in the courts or in general opinion from the public that's a bad winger winger would play with changing the title to 18 when performed live in later years and what i, I never heard that I, I I haven't seen Winger in since the day, so I don't think so. Maybe a, some festival or something, but I, I never heard him say she's only eighteen. I never never heard that. I've never seen I've, that I've hung out I've hung out with those guys numerous times over the yeah. over the last you know recent years, and they've always sung seventeen, just like oh, it, yeah. just like it's always been. Do they say she wasn't seventeen? <laughs> No, <laughs> she's more than 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Maybe they should just not play the song at all. I mean, that sounds like it solved a lot more of the problems. Or maybe you should what? shut the fuck up, Dick. What, what, what is the problems? There's no problem. Yeah. Because maybe they should just stop playing the song altogether and it'll solve yeah. a lot of the problems. Yeah. What, what, what problems? Apparently, if you hear this, you just go and rape a fucking junior in high school. Or or this guy has a has a total meltdown. Yeah. You know, because every time wingers played in every town, then the next day, the every girl in the high school is fucking raped. Yeah. This guy's a fucking moron. What, what problems, though? 
basically, I could wrap up the whole rest of this video as well as what we've played so far. People are incapable of making their own decisions. So we're going to, we're going to fucking make them for you. Right. Of course. We're going to tell you how to think. We're going to tell you what's good and bad. How dare you have any, any ideas that are your own. What a dick. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm not knocking wingers overall talents, but there are better winger songs out there and performances. And this one is just awkward. And 17 is always too young. No, not legally. It ain't go to fucking go to fucking Qatar. <clears throat> They're fucking marrying their chicks at like nine or some shit. Yeah, 12. She's only 12 years old. <laughs> exactly. Oof. All right. Oh, okay. So now he's stuck on this thing. This is another creepy song, but nonetheless, it is what it is. Well, I guess it's time to go further down an awful rabbit hole that no one should look into. Kiss are icons of rock, though, through the decades. Go way back to 1977, and you'll hear the gentleman of Kiss, who all the women loved, write a song about being obsessed with a 16-year-old. Now, if this song was sang by any other high schooler, it'd be sweet, right? Well, it's not. I think you know it's not also. This one's hard to think about. Ugh. Another reason it's unfortunate is because I like the music and the flow of the song, but then when you... Oh, well, as long as you do, then it's, you know, <laughs> as long as you like the music and the flow of the song, then I guess it's, it's passable. Yeah. But if you didn't like it, then I would see why you could fucking protest it and why we should protest it as well. Right. What a knob. Self-righteous douchebag. <laughs> well, wasn't uh, Jimmy Page shacked up with that uh, Lori Maddox? Wasn't she like 15 or something like that? Man, wasn't Ted Nugent fucking Courtney Love when she was like two or something? Well, I, suppose I, don't know, I don't know how old. How, <laughs> two. Maybe two. not two, but <laughs> maybe not two, <laughs> but underage at some point. Right. Uh, all right, here we go. Think about how it's coming from Gene Simmons towards a 16-year-old girl literally leaving school one day. I really can't see how people are defending this one. But when I saw you coming out of the school that day, I am not saying any more lyrics from this song. Nope. When boomers get mad at the younger generation with the whole back in my day music was actually good, point them to this and how their generation was singing along to the lyrics of Christine 16. Okay, yeah, boomer. You disgusting people. You boomers. Yeah. Ugh. I agree on that song stinks, but. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. You mentioned Ted Nugent and there it uh, is. There he is. Ted. Jailbait. <laughs> Jailbait. Jailbait. Probably zero Smith. Though, he said it, only one per band. Otherwise yeah. he'd probably swing Aerosmith into this too. Mm, young ladies. Young mm. Jailbait. Jailbait. <laughs> One of the all-time most awkward moments on this show. <laughs> Tommy Skeel. Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm not sure what you want me to say here. You all know Ted Nugent is awful. Not just a bad singer and writer, but just a flat-out monstrous person who, in my opinion, should have been in jail years ago. When he was 32 <laughs> years old, 3-2, he wrote... He's just a flat out awful monstrous person. He's a monstrous person. And he's just, <laughs> he's just a bad guy because I don't like his politics. Yeah, because he says things I don't like. Yeah. 
He's a monstrous guy. No. All right. He should have, he should have been in jail years ago. Yeah, pal. Because I don't like him. That's right. <laughs> All right, here we go. He wrote a song called Jailbait and was not shy about describing what he likes. There are people in Florida that still support this man. Another reason for people to make fun of Florida. Don't Google the lyrics. You'll end up on a list somewhere. And it'll most likely be the list Ted Nugent is on. And there will undoubtedly be some extreme right-wing Ted Nugent defenders in the comments talking about how much he rocks and how this song might have a different meaning. No, it, it doesn't. He made it. How does he know? <laughs> how does this guy know? No, we, we know? We know where this guy stands in his, uh, in his like, some right-wing wing people yeah. those Donald Trump supporters uh, I guarantee you we know where he stands <laughs> right in some very light loafers <laughs> Oof. all right here we go clear in the song and in his real life all of Ted Nugent's material has aged poorly in my opinion but I feel this should not have been allowed even back in 1981 they played allowed allowed See the, this guy. This guy is all about censorship and control, yeah. and and he has he has no respect for the Constitution at no. all. It's no. just like if it doesn't if it doesn't fit my agenda and I don't like it, it should not be. Yeah, and he has no clue that eventually that eventually when you start doing censorship, it eventually comes to you. It always comes to you because it because they take more and more so that they get more and more control. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'll bring it to you so that they can control you too. Mm-hmm. Fucking idiot. Yep. All right, here we go. This on the radio. Nope, that's not okay. If you're trying to defend not Ted Nugent okay. with the comment, it was a different time in the 80s. I'm pretty sure most rock music had better singing and playing and did not talk about the same material Ted Nugent does in this song. Side note, the following track on that album that Jailbait is on is titled, I Am a Predator. Ted Nugent is awful, and if you defend him, you are insane. See, you're insane. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Wang dang, sweet poon tang. No. All right. Let's see. Is there any more of this fucking jewel? Let's see. I think I've made my point. Also, God. I want credit for describing this Ted Nugent song without verbally describing everything word for word and keeping this YouTube friendly. Oh, good. That's difficult. And that was a look at 10 rock songs that age badly. Oh, I know. That was, a, that was a bad look at it. What a dick. I hate yeah. him. Yeah. I, I don't like this and you shouldn't either. Yeah. How dare you? But what if I don't like his video? Well, he should be taken off the air. He yeah. should not be allowed to have videos. Yeah, should I should I have that kind of push on that fucking dick? <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> so there you are. There's the out, there there's the outrage for the uh for the show. What's the name of his his thing? Jackal wants to go on his page and leave him a fuck off and die comment. <laughs> I don't know. You you have it pulled up there, don't um, you? I gotta look it up. Hold on. Now I I downloaded the video real quick. Oh, so okay. It was um. Oh, uh, what was this? The name of the page or the the guy is just rocked. R O C K E D. That's his um. That's the channel name. Rocked. 
Okay. That Hail and kill, caller. You're on the air. Hail and kill, Matt in Cincinnati. But uh, fuck this clown. Does he bring up the fact? Does he bring up the fact if it's a chick talking about a 17 year old dude? No. Well, you heard it. I guess not. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. Yeah. I saw him dancing by the record machine. I knew he must have been about 17. So why does he bring up the other side? Because that doesn't fit the agenda. <laughs> well, women can't be predators. According to, according to Judge Aiken, they can. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Fuck this clown. Hey, job. That's offensive, sir. I'm yeah, not going to allow people to say hand job on the show anymore. Yeah. Well, what are we going to say? Um, ejaculate with your, uh, with your digits, <laughs> digit ejaculator. <laughs> so Fucking terrible. Everybody in their language. Oh, so tired of it. Well, well I think you're. Allowed. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed. Well, in the next segment, mm -hmm. I'm going to show you what you are allowed to do on the internet. Right. Well, I'm looking I, forward to that. I'm going to show, and, and not only that, I'm 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 going to give you a teaser without giving you a teaser. Okay. I'm going to show you what having big money behind you brings you. All right. This is a big money show. I'm going to be introducing you to, and you ain't going to believe it. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Oh boy. You think this one made you want to fucking tape up your head to keep it together? You better get an extra roll of fucking gray tape, my friend. All right. The next one's going to make you fucking want to kill somebody. <laughs> nice. All right. I'll let you pick a track and take us out of this segment. All right. How about, um, how about from war words? Um, we go with uh, reality, a new beginning by fight. Okay. Fight new beginning, you say, huh? Uh, it's, I think it's called reality. Oh, reality. Reality, and then like in parentheses, a new beginning, maybe. Uh, fight for real. I, I wrote down reality. Oh, a new, oh, a new yeah. beginning. Yeah, I got yep. it. Got it. All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back and uh, just blow your mind with more inappropriate uh, bullshit. Oh, no, it's appropriate. This one. No, this is the opposite. This is oh, highly oh, appropriate. Oh, this is perfectly fine stuff. This is perfectly appropriate. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Well, here's uh, Rob Halford and fight exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja!